Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from Dallas County, and who am I here with today? Hey, it's Hanyu! Ah! Super enthusiastic, Woo! super enthusiastic Hanyu. So, how how uh, how is everything going? It's going pretty good, going pretty good. Great. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the red string of fate. And what what is the red string of fate? Well, the way it is told is that everyone is connected to possibly their soulmates, but someone is connected by their pinky finger tied by a red string, and the other side of the red string is connected to possibly your soulmate. Uh, do you believe in that? That's a 50-50 question. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so the Red String of Fate, is, which is also known as the Red Thread of Marriage, uh, and other variants, is an Eastern Asian belief originating from Chinese mythology. And it is often thought as an invisible red cord around the finger of those that are destined to meet one another in a certain situation as they are their true love <clears throat> have you found your true love yet no no why is that so we're going to go with story time okay. for me okay what's going on so as many people as i think i've been in love with or not so i had this weird weird thing happen where my pinky finger actually hurt for no apparent reason for like two or three th three days that's a lot of days and i know right and i mean like i didn't do anything like it literally just came at me while i'm in the shower i'm not doing anything but just soaking so i have no idea what i did with my finger and i thought about it and it's like the only thing possible is if we are actually connected by the red string of fate, then possibly the only reason that my finger was, especially my pinky finger, was hurting mm -hmm. is because that probably means that my soulmate is possibly not on this mortal plane. You think that your soulmate's dead? Yeah. Oh, no. Why? What happened? I don't know. But it's one of those, like, my pinky actually physically hurt for like two or three days and then it just gradually went away and that's the only thing i can think of if i believed in several different kinds of mythology and things like that then the only one that would be connected to your pinky would be the red string of fate which means whoever i was destined to meet i won't get to meet what do you how, how do you think this guy was like I don't know. What do you think he is? Well, I don't know. I don't even know if it was a he. It could be a she or a they. I, I have no idea. I but probably someone who probably would have loved and cherished me and gave me reassurance to all the BS that I think everyone's against me for. Okay. Well, I guess we'll never know. No. Well, at least that's my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. And that's...
That's the, like the only time my pinky's ever hurt in that like weird way. Mm -hmm. So it's a possibility. Like I said, I'm a 50-50. Like I believe it, but do I believe there's actually just one out there? Eh. Yeah. So yeah, according to Chinese legend, the daily cha charge of the red thread is believed to be a guy or a, a, a person often known as Ye Lao, the old lunar matchmaker god who was in charge of marriages. Now, in the original Chinese myth, it is tied around both partners' ankles, while in Japanese culture, it is bound from the male's thumb to the female's pinky. Although in modern times common across all these cultures to depict the thread being tied around the fingers often the pinky Now the color red in Chap Chinese culture symbolizes happiness and It also prom prominently featured during Chinese weddings such as having both bride and groom wear red throughout their entire pro procession or at some point during the marriage rituals now the two people Connected by the red thread are destined lovers, regardless of place or time or circumstances. You know, this magical cord may stretch or tangle, but never break. And this, this myth is similar to the Western concept of a soulmate or a destined partner. So yeah, that's pretty much the background of the red string of fate. What do you, what's your opinion? Um... I mean, it sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. If, if that's supposed, it's if it's supposed to be meant for your your guided one, the one that you're supposed to be meant for. I mean, that kind of. I mean, to some people, that defeats the purpose of going out and searching for the one when you think you find the one. I'm not quite sure. And some people would be like, uh, I don't believe that because, hey, who wants to be tied down to one person? Do you want to be tied down to one person? That's still up to debate. Uh, I've tried the monogamous way and the polyamorous way. Now I'm just being single. Yeah, I think that's probably the best thing. Would you agree? Yeah, at the moment. Okay. So, uh, one story featuring the red string thread of fate. Fate involves a young boy who is walking home one night. And the young boy sees an old man who is actually Ye Lao standing beneath the moonlight. The man explains to the boy that he is attached to his destined wife by a red thread. And Ye Lao shows, one, shows the boy uh, the young girl who was destined to be his wife. Being young and having no interest in having a wife, the young boy picks up a rock and throws it at the girl, running away. Many years later, when the boy has grown into a young man, his parents arrange a wedding for him. On the night of his wedding, his wife awaits for him in their bedroom with a traditional veil covering her face. Raising it, the man is delighted to find that his wife is one of the great beauties of his village. However, she wears an adornment on her eyebrow. He asks her why he wears it. She wears it and she responds that when she was a young girl, a boy threw a rock at her and struck her, leaving a scar on her eyebrow. 
she self-consciously wears the ornament to cover it up. And the woman is in fact the same young girl connected to the man by the red thread shown to him by Ye Lao back in his childhood, showing that they were connected by the red string of fate. So, that's one story. What do you think about that story? That sounds kind of interesting that regardless of what happens, they, well, arranged marriages are a little bit different, but the arranged marriage ends up them being together, which could possibly end in happiness if he can only see past her, just her beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he, he threw a rock at her. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely cool. I guess if you're at that point in your life as a kid, bullying the girls that you like, I believe that the Urban Dictionary call it the Helga Pataki Syndrome. Why? Because of Hey Arnold? It is! (laughs) It is because she ridicules him and tries name-calling and beats him up even though we all know she likes him. And in the Urban Dictionary, that is what the name of the uh, the syndrome is, the Helga Pataki Syndrome. I didn't know that was a syndrome named after her. Yep, because it's literally bullying the person that you like. Uh, should they reboot Hey Arnold? Yes. I think they actually, I think Netflix released a, a movie... Yes, it is called The Jungle Movie, and we petitioned for that for almost 10 years for them to redo the movie. And you and you signed the petition. I did. Okay. I am one of those. Okay. I am in Hey Arnold groups, and I write Hey Arnold fan fiction. Thank you very much. Oh, you do? I do. Okay, we're getting off topic. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, so another version of the same story involves an ambitious young man who talks to Ye Lao and insists on asking him who will he marry. Now, thinking that he'll meet himself a rich girl, Ye Lao points points at a poor-looking little girl who's taking a stroll with an old blind woman in the marketplace, and he shows him a red thread between the two, and tells the man that he'll marry her someday. Displeased, the man tells a servant to kill the two that to kill the two and then leave the village. Years later, the man, now prom- now a promising public officer, marries a beautiful woman from a rich family who was very much the perfect wife for him, save for two details. She has a lump limp and covers her forehead with a silk patch for undisclosed reasons. He asks his wife why, and she begins crying, telling her him that she is the niece of the family leaders rather than their daughter. Now, her parents died when she was when she was young, and she initially lived with her old blind nanny. One day, a madman stabbed her caretaker to death in a local marketplace and wounded her, leaving her scarred and almost crippled. The man realizes that Ye Lao was right, tearfully confesses that he ordered the attack and asked his wife for forgiveness, which she gives to him. What a what a nice lady. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's nice, but <clears throat> to be honest, depending on what time frame this uh, tale is based on, uh, once you're kind of married, you're stuck until, unless your husband decides to divorce you or you die. 
Okay. You you think she was right to forgive him or not right? To be honest, I mean, in certain circumstances, it it was a long time for her, so she might have had the whole things of grief, all the symptoms of grief, and came to acceptance and finding out that it's her now husband and him breaking down, not realizing, you know, how sorry he is now. I mean, yes, she can forgive him, but I mean, don't forget. But don't also hold it against someone, too. I mean, don't forget it, but if actions start showing that same past, then, uh, run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be so, like, sorry about it if she was ugly. Probably that, too. Mm-hmm. Now, in another story, a girl has a crush on a boy this time and decides to declare her love for him. Unfortunately, the boy rejects her and makes fun of her. Uh, the girl runs off to a fountain where she meets Ye Lao, who tells her they are soulmates. Now, the girl is still fuming and runs off. When the girl becomes a lady, she meets a young man who seems very charming and, in other terms, familiar with her. She then asks the man for his name, and he says the name of the young boy. The lady doesn't seem to realize, though, and then, then on their special day, he tells her a girl liked him, but he was foolish and made fun of her for it. He then claims, exclaims the girl had the same name as her. Realizing who he, who he was, she admits she was the girl, and he eventually apologizes. Now, that I can imagine... She forgiving her is fine. Forgiving is fine in that case. Oh yeah, in that case, there was no harm done per se, other than you know your own bride getting busted for announcing that you liked someone. But him realizing that he was young and foolish at the time gives him a little bit more character that he's grown mm -hmm. since then. Yeah, and well, at least he didn't like have somebody kill a caretaker kill their caretaker yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that that's pretty much the red string of fate um do you have anything else to add to it actually weirdly enough i do for once oh yeah what is what's going on so uh i was taking a playwriting class yeah and again i do love this legend the red string of faith mm -hmm. fate and so i actually based a play that i was writing on upon this idea where in this society they have been given pretty much they've been given from uh, given the gift to see the red string of faith mm -hmm. so they they automatically kind of know but no one can see it. It's more of a uh, kind of a, like a tester kind of thing where you test that person and see your compatibility with your red string of fate um, knowledge. And most people's are, you know, close to 99, 98%. It's not like fully 100%, but it's just, you know, people's personality changes over time. Mm -hmm. um, but the... So, in the play, two of my characters are technically portrayed 
to the wrong person mm. because they all saw each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when we they uh, one is like uh, best friends, the male best friends go to the place to evaluate the girls they met that night and see if they are matches. And they got like 98, 90%. So they assumed that they were. But since they were next to each other, yep. the entire system was screwed because they were both thinking, you know, it's one of those, you see the person across from you and you have to think about it and you see the bubble. But both faces are kind of in that same bubble. So it messes up the way the system ends up being. Mm. But my main female character, who in my play actually doesn't need the system because she was born with the gift of sight because of what she, uh, the type of person she was born into. Mm-hmm. So she actually knows who her actual 100% faded person is. And what happens? A be- Oh, see, and that's part of the play. So I'm not going to, because I'm, I'm still finishing and polishing it up. And I actually really would like it to actually be done, like, actually published. Oh, Because okay. I have, like, these background characters that, so you, you have your main characters, but you have background characters set that are kind of their inner beings like they show what you really want to do like you really want to fight someone but you're high society and you can't fight you just have to stand there and take it where yeah. your other self is the one beating the crap out of the other person's <laughs> other self yeah it's it's a whole interesting ink play design that's designed around the red string of fate gotcha so when when is when do you think it'll be ready I have no idea. Oh no, are we gonna are we gonna see it performed and produced? If I could, if I could find some place that would be willing to perform it, I would totally have it copyrighted and performed. I'd watch it. I'll I'll order. I'll buy my ticket. But yeah, but uh, I and uh, a lot of people in the class really liked really liked my play including my playwriting professor and she was like totally if I got it fully set up because it was for like a 10 minute play and they could definitely tell this was not going to be a 10 minute play like you know I was still developing it and getting things going and they're like I mean you there's so much to say and you, you're missing pieces, and we want to know what these middle pieces that you're not putting in the 10-minute play is about, which makes it even more intriguing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on making it not a 10-minute play and a full-featured length play. How many acts are you thinking? Um, probably either three or four acts. Ooh, four acts. That's a long one. There's some there's some trouble and some abuse in it, also. Like what kind of abuse? Spousal abuse. Oh, okay. How intense is that gonna be? It it shouldn't be that intense, but but it's the 
I think it's going to be more rough for the side characters than the actual, like, in this, the side characters and the main characters actually end up doing almost, like, the side characters kind of fade out yeah. because they're not needed because what what happens in the light is not, you know, something that's not done in the in the background that you wish hadn't done. Very so it's interesting. one of the few times in the play where the background characters don't do something opposite that their actual characters want to do. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it when it gets done. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, yeah, that's the red string of fate um, or the red thread of fate. So, yeah. Um, is that the uh, you have uh, any more final thoughts on it? No, uh, final thoughts, I think, I mean, it's a possibility for you to have a soulmate out there, possibly that you're connected to by a red string, and there's a possibility that we may not know if they're alive or not in this plane, because you could, you could be in the States and your destined person could be overseas and you may never connect i thought the entire purpose of the red string is that you will 100 percent meet no matter what well you could meet but do you believe that's who you're supposed to be with people meet for a day and could possibly fall in love with each other but because of other circumstances in life that person that you meet could be still married to someone else. Oh, that'd be unfortunate. So, yeah. As they call it, star-crossed lovers. Star-crossed lovers, or I prefer Starbucks lovers. <laughs> oh, that's my only final thoughts. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was the Red, Stream, Red Thread of Fate. Uh, I've been Nathaniel Avila. And I'm Hanyu. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.